Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 7th Chevron Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the TV series Stargate SG-1. I'm Ro, and with me as always is Rick. Hi, how's it going? And today, folks, we're going to talk about Season 1, Episode 7, Cold Lazarus. Just a few few quick facts. It aired on August 29th, 1997, directed by Kenneth G. Girardi and written by Jeff King. Now, you mentioned something about this episode not being in the same order as the DVDs. Is that right, Rick? Yeah. uh, On the DVD, the the episode immediately after the First Commandment is um, uh, Brief Candle. Which uh, is? Which is actually episode nine in season one, but that's so yeah, it's a good thing we we coordinated on that because like, we've been talking about two different things on this on this recording. So yeah, it's kind of interesting how that works out. But this this is a fun episode. We get to see oh, yeah. some nice uh, some nice acting chops from uh, Mr. Richard Dean Anderson. Mm-hmm. And also a little thing there, Rick. Remember we originally talked about this? I think on the, about the movie, you said that we don't see the wife at all in the TV series. Like this kind of. Goes back on what you said. Yeah, this is, I was lots of was, wrong about that. <laughs> you were very wrong about that. But no, I thought this was very interesting. But yeah, let's go ahead and go off on start on it. Basically, we have just you know the SG one. They go on another another mission to another planet. They say it's like P three X five six two, and like this planet is just like yellow sand dunes. And then you see blue crystals that are smashed all around, and like nothing is intact. And so. We just, it's just a really yellow sand dune planet, and there's, like, really nothing there. And then something happened, like, you know, everyone's looking at the crystals, and then Colonel O'Neill goes off to explore, and what happens is he, he encounters, like, this one blue crystal. It seems to be somewhat whole, but he's staring into it, and then all of a sudden it blasts him backward. It blasts him, like, backwards, and then Jack is, like, lying in the sand unconscious, and then what happens next, next, Rick? Well, remember, first, when he's looking at it, suddenly we switch to a POV of the crystal looking at him. Oh, that's right. Uh, and then, yeah, and he touches it, and it blows him back 20 feet, and then uh, uh, it pulls back, there, it, you know, we zoom in on Jack being all unconscious on the ground, and then it pulls back, and we see Jack looking down at Jack. Ooh, a doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah, they pretty much re- reference, they call him, well, the show doesn't, but, like, all the wikis, and they call him, like, Crystal Jack. So, basically, a doppelganger of, of Jack O'Neill is created somehow, and he just seems very emotionless, and and everyone else calls him back, like, Carter and all them, like, hey, it's time to go back, there's nothing else here. They, I mean, they take some crystals, and then, basically, Colonel O'Neill gets left behind when fake G- Crystal Jack goes through the Stargate, and then, you know... The, and then basically, we, that's where like this episode leads off on. So we have a a fake fake Jack O'Neill on Earth with other Jack O'Neill left on the planet. And what else happens? Well, I, I thought it was rather odd that nobody noticed how quiet he got all of a sudden. Yeah. Because um, uh, quiet is not necessarily Jack's mo, uh, but uh, you know he's not exactly chatty Cathy either. But uh, Normally he has something snarky to say, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he, you know, he. Everybody goes back through the gate, and he comes out last, and he's looking around the gate room, and we know it's not him, and we know that he's, you know, this is the first time he's been there. Uh, but uh, they they go to the to the debriefing, mm-hmm. and it's like everyone else is talking except for Jack O'Neill, and he's just like walking around, just like, okay, yeah, whatever, like just looking at things and um they're talking about the crystals like you know and basically carter's gonna be studying these crystals and things like that 
and then but after they're relieved, uh, then they Jack you, you see Jack in the locker room and he's looking at this like with like a like a matchbox so or a cigar like a, box. Cigar box, I mean, yeah. Cigar box full of like old like family trinkets and heirlooms or old like pictures and um Samantha Carter comes in and she's like, Hey, how you doing? Like she's kinda of shooting the breeze, but at the same time she's like, Hey, this is like the women's turn in the locker room, like you need to leave, but at the same time, you know, Colonel O'Neill is just, Crystal Jack is just staring at the cigar box of memorabilia and you see a picture of his son and other things like that. And then that you actually see like Samantha Carter's like, Hey, what what's that? What's going on over there? And then she got, she actually sees like a little aside to him in regards to got in regards to like Jack's past. Like what do you remember anything else that was in that cigar box at all? It was it was pictures and uh like tickets, I think to like baseball games and there was a little wallet <laughs> or something. Uh you know, stuff that you really wouldn't expect Jack to have, but it makes sense that it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it was all you know, sentimental stuff. Yeah. And this was also one of those moments where if you're watching rewatching the series you have to remind yourself that Sam really doesn't know Jack at this point. Yeah, she knows absolutely, pretty much, almost nothing about him, about his past. So she got like a little, a little glimpse about who, like, about him. But anyways, like that scene ends, and then you know that kind of gave Crystal Jack, like, you know, hey, I'm gonna go well, out, I, right? Before we go on, oh, okay. uh, there, there was one important thing as he's looking through the pictures. Now we know that this isn't really Jack, but he's looking through the pictures, and he goes, Charlie. He says, oh, cause yeah. Yeah, he says a, that's the he says Jack's a, dead son's name. So mm-hmm. it's like there's some of Jack's memories are there. That's true. I I, I, I don't know. I didn't recall that. <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> no. But you learn more about like this um, about Crystal Jack and like what these blue crystals do later on in this episode. But no. So basically, yeah, he says Charlie. So obviously that's one of his goals. He then he wants to leave the base, and then Teal'c was like, "Hey, I'm ready for you to show me show me the world." Like you said, you show me the world, and then. Crystal Jack's like, no, maybe some other time. And he kind of just like, just like, this is Teal. He's like, okay. But then. Well, you, ha- you kind of get the impression that this is the first time they've gotten any sort of leave in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And so Teal is a little like pouting. <laughs> yeah, like, well, he's always pouting. Well, yeah. <laughs> like this, that's just like constant expression of like the frowny face. But he's like, yeah, whatever. So then what happens is uh, you see Crystal Jack ends up going to his old house or, you know, was it, or the, the father's. The grandfather's house. I don't. No, it's no, it's, it's, it's his it's his and right. Sarah's house because Charlie's room is still. That's right. But yeah, you basically see Sarah, which is the wife, and she's working in the yard. And then he drives on, or like, is she fixing a car or something? Yeah, she, she's fixing her father's car. Mm-hmm. And so what happens? Like you know, he drives up, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" Like, and this is kind of a shock and surprise. And all of a sudden, he's like, "I'm looking." Didn't he like say, "I'm looking for Charlie"? Well, he doesn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he says he oh, says saying... very little, and then he sees oh, he right. looks over at the bicycle. She, oh, she asks him how long he's been standing there, and he says a while. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, uh, you know, what do you want? And he really doesn't say much until he sees Charlie's bicycle. Mm-hmm. And then he's looking around. He says, "Where's Charlie?" And yeah, she loses it. Like, well, she kind of just like, "Are you kidding me?" And then she like walks right back, and then she like storms into the house, and then out comes the father-in-law, and he's like. Well, you might as well come in and do whatever. But he's like, you know, just don't hurt her and things like that. So he ends up um, going into Charlie's room and just, you know, nothing's changed, of course, in Charlie's room. And he's just, like, seeing all this stuff and everything. And um, 
what else happens? Like, well, then you know, he finally realizes that Charlie's dead. Yeah, Charlie's dead because you know Charlie killed himself with with his gun, and you know, then he's like crying. He finally he's like, and it's just so weird because like you see this not real person crying, and it just makes you wonder about what's happening. Like you know, what is this blue crystal? Like you know, obviously he has the same. He can get the same memories of the entity that he's copying. And he obviously has emotion too, so it's just kind of like it's just really interesting. And like you see the exchange between him and Sarah, and you kind of get to know more about Jack O'Neill's wife, Sarah, who's actually played by Harley Jane Kozak. I mean, a lot you might re- uh, remember her from certain things. I mostly remember her. I it took me a while, but when I looked her up on IMDb, I'm like, oh, that's the girl from Parenthood. She was Rick Moranis's <laughs> wife. That's how I remember her the most as Rick Moranis's wife in Parenthood. Because like she had, but of course she had longer hair, so I don't know. But oh, apparently she's also in Her- when Harry met Sally, and they, I think they played the same person, which is kind of weird, or maybe IMDb got that wrong. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, so the next thing that I think, and also like it kind of goes back and forth, like you know when they're uh, with between Crystal Jack and Sarah, it then goes to Stargate Command where Carter is analyzing the Smash crystals um, and. You know, they basically they're trying to figure out like, you know, what is this crystal? And then they're like, there's like this damage to this crystal. Like, how do these get damaged? And they're trying to figure out how those cut it. And then they kind of realize, oh, let's go get Tilk. And with Tilk, they <laughs> they like, you know, hey, let's go look at your. Can, can we see your uh, your gold staff weapon to see to figure out like maybe they had a theory that maybe it's that his weapon that caused those things to break. And they did realize that, but I might be skipping something. I feel like I'm skipping something. Well, they they go to get Teal'c, mm-hmm. and and they say, uh, we need to sign out your staff weapon. And he asks them if they're on a mission, and they're like, no, 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 we just need to check something. So they go into the gate room, and they set up the the uh, one of the crystals that they brought back, and then they have Teal'c shoot it. Mm-hmm. And alarms go off all over Alar- the place. Yeah, that was so funny. He's like... <laughs> Was it was this okay to do? And he's like, like you, yeah. you got permission for me to fire my staff weapon in the gate room, right? He's <laughs> like, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it was very unconvincingly. But yeah, they figure out that it was basically tilt, uh, the ghoul wield weapon that basically destroyed these crystals. But didn't they also like? Wasn't it Carter that stared inside of it? Yeah, what? yeah. At, at, after they shot the one that was already broken, they had one very. I hate to be a twelve-year-old here, but those things looked very penile uh, yes <laughs> um and she st- looked very intact well very well it, the thing was it was you know it, it was a giant blue crystal sticking up out of a circular mound of shorter <laughs> crystals and it just looked so much like a, a dick <laughs> it was just they couldn't have varied the size of the other ones a little bit to make it a little but yeah and you know the 12 year old in the back of my brain is just going <laughs> penis. <laughs> um, it's a, uh, it's yeah, actually, but, although this, this episode was what's coming up is such a kick in the feels. I kind of needed that <laughs> little yeah. bit of comic relief. There. No, but yeah, basically what happens is when she's staring into the crystal, she sees like it copy her face and she's like, Whoa, what happened there? Actually, no, uh, Daniel saw it first. Oh, Daniel saw it. Daniel first. was looking into it and it, it kind of went crickle, 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 and then made a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And it like freaked him out, and they're like, "What's going on here? What's going on here?" But th- I think then it pans back to Crystal, Jack, and Sarah, where they're just like, you know, talking more about um, Charlie and things like that. Um, or, or does it cut back to? Well, he, there, there's a little bit of the back and forth, um, and then they're in the park, 
and they're and they're talking. Well, mostly she's talking, and he's sort of responding noncommittally. At, at one point, he says, "I need to get Charlie through the Stargate." Yeah, that's right. He mentions the Stargate to someone who's not yeah. to a civilian, and and he starts trying to describe the Stargate to her, and she's just you know like, "Shut up! I I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but shut it's, up." It's really weird. But then also, what happens too is we go back to the planet, and then we see the actual Jack awaken. And he's like, what's going on, man? I wake up all... And, like, they all left me. And then all of a sudden, the Stargate goes off because, like, you know, hey, someone's trying to come back. And they're like, well, what's going on? And, like, and they see, that course, that the um, that the confirmation signal is, is legit. And they're like, well, who is this? And all of a sudden, you see Jack O'Neill come through. And he's like, why'd you guys leave me? And everyone just, like, perplexed, like, what the hell? Who is this? And, like, they all had guns on them and everything. And he's like, what's going on, guys? And... And then, of course, like it cuts to, you know, a cut scene or whatever. But, you know, then we have like Jack O'Neill just like, and this is like one of the funniest parts. Like, you know, he was basically, he's taken into like a room and he's just like yelling like, what's going on? It's me. Like, get me out of here. And he's like, tell you what, let me put it nicely. Get me the hell out of here. And he was like, he was like, if this, if, if this isn't O'Neill, I want to know who the hell we're looking at. So like, they're just like, obviously this is O'Neill. This is Snark. But they're trying to figure out like, you know. We already saw another O'Neill come through, so what? This is really, really weird. So, like, yeah. So, what, at the same time, you know, like we still have Sarah talking to Crystal Jack, and then I think all of a sudden he doesn't he like pass out. Well, when Sam looked into the crystal and it made her face, it she stayed there long enough that it 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 actually became animate and it said, "Help us." Yeah, that's right. It said, "Help uh, us." That's and then we then we cut to to she's Crystal Jack and Sarah are in the park talking, and then he's she's starting she's getting more and more upset with him. He he says to her that uh, she was angry, and she's like, "Is that why you left? You thought I was angry?" And he says, "Yeah." And then they start talking about how Charlie shot himself with Jack's gun and and how he blamed himself. And she's like, "Why didn't we? You know, if you would just talk to me about this, we could have gotten through it together." And he's. To her, it seems like he's opening up more than he mm-hmm. ever did, and uh, but then all of a sudden, just just when things are starting to get really intense, he starts convulsing, and uh, lightning starts shooting out of him, and so she takes him to the hospital. Yeah, and then like at Stargate's command, when they realize um, the smash the smash crystal they brought back, uh, like they uh. They basically realize like that's, there's someone actually in there, and this is actually Card. Oh, I mean, actually Jack O'Neill. And then Jack O'Neill looks at the video, like, "Well, who's that? Who's?" Coming? He's like, "I don't know who's that coming through." And they actually talk to the crystals, and then um, the crystals actually talk to them. Like, and what do they say exactly? They they say they say that uh, they can't that their their uh, their ener- that their energy is dissipating that they can't hold themselves together. And this was one thing that frustrated me because it was pretty clear they were saying we need to go home now. And everybody was like, "Well, what should we do? Let's sit around <laughs> and talk about this for a while." And the crystals were like, "Get us the fuck out of here." They're like, "Come on, man." And then I think that they realized then that and then basically what happened was like the Ghoul world um when they originally visited visited that planet, they basically on accident, because like basically when you interact with this crystal, it releases all this energy. And what happened originally, it, it I think it killed the gold on accident. And yeah. so what all the gold did was they rounded up all these crystals in that one spot, and they ended up blasting them and killing them all away. So like instead of a, in, like originally when they went to that planet, they thought it was like some sort of like a worshiping area or some sort of like something like you know 
special. It was actually just like a whole slaughter area, which was kind of sad, but at the same time, it's typical when you think about the gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, we need to go back to our planet. And then all of a sudden, they also realize, like, you know, well, well where is this crystal jack? We need to find him, you know? Well, well what they realize is that the little crystals that they've got uh, in the in the SGC are releasing radiation. That's right. And they're like, this could be, they could blow up, basically. And they realize that uh, the big, if the big full crystal of the size that's now Jack, Crystal Jack, if he blows up, he could kill thousands of people when when all of his radiation comes out. That's true. So they get a they get a report that a J O J T. They say J T O'Neill. Or the, anyway, they get a report that a J. O'Neill has been admitted to a hospital nearby, uh, and Jack realizes that because uh, after Sam tells him about Crystal Jack looking through his his box of stuff, he's like, "I've got to get to Sarah." And then they they get a report that Jack yeah. is in a hospital. Yeah, they're like, well, "That's not me." But yeah, so basically, we go to the hospital and you see Sarah next to Crystal Jack in the bed. And they're like, you know, are you okay? And then all of a sudden he starts convulsing again. And lights start exploding and machinery mm-hmm. starts exploding. And, and uh, it's just, it's it's a bad scene. Yeah. <laughs> and basically what happens, like, they start to basically evacuate the hospital. And then the real Jack and the SG-1 team come up, come up on the scene. And Sarah's like, what's going on? And and they're like, they're like, basically, okay, you gotta go back. We'll explain it later. And like, I think they're like in suits or something. That's yeah, they're, they're wearing hazmat suits, mm-hmm. uh, which actually comes in kind of handy because they had to wear the the they were wearing the the, the gas masks with the hoods, so they didn't have to do too many expensive split screen. <laughs> yes, shots. that's very. That is very clever. That is very clever. But yeah, um, so so they get in there, and Crystal Jack is on the floor. Yeah, he's and like shit's blowing like, up all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then he basically explains to, that he was able to see in hit into Jack. He's like talking to Jack, the real Jack. You know, he can see his memories and thoughts, and you know, he saw that he was not, you know, a ghoul, and he wanted to help Jack. So he tried to help search for his, you know, he searched for Jack's pain when he was unconscious, and he found out the death of his son Charlie, and and his memories were like a far greater pain than any physical one. So he tried to help. He thought if he can somehow bring Charlie back. You know, he would help, you know, Jack feel better. And, you know, but they didn't, he didn't understand that, you know, that permanent death is, like, death is something really permanent. And there's, like, no way, because, like, I guess what they're called is, like, the unity. That's yeah, what they call That's what they call themselves, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, no permanent death with the, because the unity, because, like, they're, like, pretty much, like, energy versus, you know, human form. Like, when you're dead, you're dead. Then, uh, Jack then tells, you know, Jack says, like, you know, Charlie's gone. But then, you know, this is the sad part that's coming up. Like, man, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, J- the Crystal Jack's like, no, he's still here. And then he, like, touches Cur- Colonel O'Neill, like, on his chest over his heart. And then all of a sudden, he becomes, Crystal Jack becomes little Charlie. And, and I just... lost it at mm-hmm. that point. I started yeah. bawling. <laughs> and, like, you know, the, the, the music gets all emotional and sappy. And, like, you know, you get to see his son again, and they're just, like, yeah, it was really, just really, really emotional. Cause like, I mean, I never had a child, but still, I mean, just knowing that you lost your child and you get to see him again, like, and, like, the expression on Colonel O'Neill's face is just really just, like, he was just floored. He's like, I can't, like, is this real? Like, he knows it's not real, but at the same time, it's like, when you, when he sees him, he, he can't help that, you know, it looks exactly like his son as he remembered him before he died, and it was just... 
it was really intense. And what what's even more intense is he's like, hey, we got to go. So he's holding um, Crystal Charlie by the hand, and they're walking out of the hospital to Sarah. Well, well, and, well wait a second. Charlie, it's Charlie that says, is, is Sarah O'Neill still here? Oh, that's right. Yes. And now I will say this. As, as a parent, you know, I, I know I'd seen this episode before, and I know it didn't hit me like it did today <laughs> when I watched it. Um, the fact that he just kind of took Charlie to Sarah without giving her any warning whatsoever yeah. was not cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wondered about that, too. I was like, I would kind of prepare, especially the mother, because, like, I know, like, a, you know, mothers, they have a they have a strong bond with their child because, of course, the, the child grew inside of them. So I guess there's, like, that, that bond. So, yeah, that was kind of an interesting that 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 happened that way he's like i'm just gonna take because like you know when you when she when he walked up with uh crystal charlie to sarah she was just like she had like this look of just both it was like shock surprise and also horror in a way because like it just like you could see her heart both kind of like lighting up but also breaking at the same time yeah yeah so she was just amazing but at the same time i guess the reason why they did that was also to help give her closure to say goodbye to Charlie because, you know, she didn't, of course, like, you know, because his death was an accident, you know, they were outside at the time when, because, like, they did show the past where how Charlie died it was both Sarah and Jack, like, on the patio or porch, like, you know, just enjoying themselves, like, you know, cuddling on a on a summer day or something, and then all of a sudden you hear a gunshot and then they, they run upstairs. And so, like, I guess like that was just, you know, Sarah's way of getting, clo- I guess the uni did that for Sarah to get some sort of closure to be able to say goodbye. But yeah, the look on her face was just so, it was, it was very emotional. I can say that. I can't, it just, it's just a lot. I can only imagine like how, a, how someone would really feel if like that were to actually happen. Well, I think, you know, now that I think about it, now that we've, we've actually voiced it, um, you know, when she's with Crystal Jack in the, ho- in the hospital room. And he's looking around, and he and he goes, "Charlie died here," and she's like, "Yeah." And, and I think someone that Jack O'Neill would have married had to, would have had to be pretty smart and, and sharp. And I think she probably had a good idea that this wasn't really Jack by this point. Mm-hmm. So seeing Charlie probably wasn't that big of a shock, or, or not that big of a stretch for her to, because Jack says this isn't really Charlie. And mm-hmm. she just kind of nods, like, she, like you know, kind of, I know. And uh, and then, and and he mentions the Stargate again, and she's like, what the fuck with the Stargate? Mm-hmm. Um, but then she's like, I gotta take him to the Stargate. I'm like, yeah. But yeah, but basically they take him away. And I think, like, yeah, Jack and Sarah, they kind of hug, they, they hug, and, you know, they kind of, they tell each other, like, we were pretty great together, and, like, you know, like, the greatest. You know, it's kind of tragic, because they were once a great couple and you know they both know that they can never have that back because of everything that's happened yeah and it's you know it's, it's kind of a sad you know it's a part of a jet part of jack o'neill's character in life that you see that you know he now has a different life but this is one this is what he once had and maybe that's and it, if anything it does help the viewer empathize with him to see like you know you know jack o'neill he's not for those who may have not seen the movie they, they like you know they see that, you know, he, he is a human, you know, he does have feelings, I guess. Cause like he's always snarky and, but you know, there's more, there's more to him than just, you know, being, being the boss. So. Yeah. Yeah. But then after that, they basically take Crystal Charlie to the Stargate and, um, the rest of his race and, you know, and they, Jack walks him up to Stargate and they step through together. And that's where the, basically the episode ends. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I would have to say that, yeah, this was really one of the... I was like, oh my god, already? I mean, I think, like, yeah, the last episode we saw that kind of hit you was, like, the second episode, which was um, The Enemy Within. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was because of the performance by um, the guy who played... I can't even remember. Kowalski. Kowalski. Yeah. But yeah, the woman, the woman who played Sarah... I think she did a really good job. And oh I was yeah, like, it was really it was another one of those feels kind of kind of episodes. But I mean, I don't we didn't see much of a planet, but we actually got to know more of a of a new type of a species of some sort. So, mm-hmm. but no, I I like sometimes wonder like will we see this again? But I mean, it's kind of weird that they just I don't know. It just there's just so much about this planet they could have learned more about. They the kind I mean it was mostly learning about Jack. But I think they could definitely do more with this, with like trying to maybe study more of this race and figure out about their energy. I don't know if we're going to see it again, but not maybe. in SG One. Uh, there will be. I, I don't know if you know if, if we'll get there or not in this podcast. Uh, in Atlantis, they encounter a similar race that mm. is uh, that uh, is is not as benevolent. Oh, really, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, now. There, there was one funny moment we missed. Uh, oh, that's right, with Tilk, right? Tilk, Tilk with the TV. Yes, because like I totally forgot. Like there's an episode, yeah, where Tilk is like actually like watching television, and he's like just switching the channels, and he's seeing like the news, and he's seeing all this chaos happening all over the world. And then, and then basically when him and they're gonna go after Crystal Jack, one of the guards like you can't take your weapon with you, and then Tilk, what does Tilk exactly say? Well, well, first when. Tilk is looking is flipping through the channels after Jack tells him, you know, some other time. And he's looking through the channels and it's all war and death and anger and throwing and, you know, mayhem and he finally turns it off. And right as he turns it off, that's when Sam and, and Daniel come to tell him that they need to, to check out his staff weapon. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, This is, you know, basically your plan is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, like, Well, yeah, so is yours. Yeah. He basically says like um, yeah, they say, Tilk, you have to leave that here. And Tilk's like, I've seen your world. I will need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This episode is very similar, not similar in plot at all to the last one, but we're still exploring broken relationships. That's true, because like, the last one was with Samantha. And, yeah. and, and actually, that- now that I say that, uh, and you know, it may just be a coincidence, but you know, they, the, the, the crystals that they found were all broken. Ah, yeah. So you know, this is all. It, it's all about healing the cracks in in their souls. Uh, you know, we had Sam doing that last time with with mm-hmm. her ex uh, fiance. Granted, it didn't go so well, but uh, and here we've got both Jack and Sarah desperately in need of emotional band aids, and Crystal Jack actually does help. I think heal them. Yes. I think it just like it definitely closes up like you know those those loose quote like they're not really loose ends but like you know just stuff that was left hanging between those two yeah and you know help it's closure for like the wounds that they that they had the open wounds that they had in regards to the loss of their son so but I don't know it was just yeah I thought it was just really interesting I mean because like you know part of me like wants to see more of like a new planet but at the same time it was still a good episode because you want to know about your characters as well and you know. And like, love like go to love them and you know empathize or sympathize with them and just that's and this is like the type of episode that you do to do you have to do that with. So well, in the debriefing, Sam said that they explored 
a 10-kilometer radius around the Stargate and found nothing except except for that pile of crystals right there at the Stargate. Mm-hmm. So there really wasn't much beside bright yellow sand and the blue crystals, which yeah, I'll bet sounds... painting that, that set must have sucked. <laughs> yeah, because, like, you know, it just has... It's just basically two colors, blue and yellow, and it's yeah. just like, ooh. Well, I remember yeah. thinking as I was watching it, oh, they must have just used a, you know, a color filter, and then I realized, wait, this was 1990, what, 96, 7, something like that? Yeah. They, you know, they didn't have CGI back then, not not appreciably, and not certainly not that a TV show could use to that level. You know, now color grading is second nature, but that was that all had to be practical, just all that bright yellow like pastel mm-hmm. yellow sand or whatever. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's not easy on the eyes, but yeah. No. It, but no, it was a very solid episode, and I think like it. It actually rates pretty high on all the series. I believe it's like a seven point five out of ten on IMDb for this episode. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, this, I thought this was a a a, a, a smashing episode. Um. <laughs> I was I was really looking forward to talking to you about it because you 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 got to it and brought it up before I could even mention it. I was curious how how it would have affect somebody who doesn't have kids because, like I said, I know that I've watched this one before, and it didn't it didn't hit me anywhere near as hard as it did this. I don't time. know. It hit me pretty hard. It was like I mean, I may not have children, but I mean, I do know like that bond between. I mean, for me, I guess some people will dismiss it, but I love my cats and like they are like <laughs> no, my children too. Yeah, they yeah they are like my children to me, and I will do whatever it takes to help them in any way. But like they, especially the little youngest one, they're he's very codependent. But no, I can only imagine. I sometimes think about like you know that it's gonna happen like down the road that I'm gonna have to let them go, and it just it breaks my heart just thinking about it. So I can only imagine that, like like I've had had to put down pets in the past, and they were pretty. It was pretty emotional, and I can. Yeah. I do not look forward to when this actually happens, you know, when for, for my current cats. But no, just just having that feeling of loss of something that you really you find so precious and you love that that loves you as well. It's just oh, I can't. That's that's just so heartbreaking. And just seeing people go through that is just as heartbreaking. And it just tells you that they they performed it so they did the acting so well on that. To, if they can make me cry, I'll be like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. But then again, I am kind of a sap when it comes to certain things. So <laughs> it all depends. I, I didn't used to be, but, uh, you know, in addition to, you know, now that I'm a, now that, you know, I'm a daddy, I've been a step parent for, uh, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's different. It, it's, I, you know, I don't, I don't not love my stepdaughter, but I wasn't there for her birth. I didn't know her until she was five years old. So there's that, that bond that I have with, with my little girl, you mm-hmm. know, who, she'll be four in two months, which just blows me away. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't understand that until it actually happened to me. And like when, uh, when Sam or not Sam, Sarah's father comes in and says, you know, a, a parent is not supposed to outlive their child, their child. It's just not natural. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that, that is so unbelievably accurate. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, you know, I'm, you know, my 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 dad passed away earlier this year. My mom died uh, eight years ago now, or six years ago, whatever. Uh, you know, and those those wounds still ache, but you you expect to mourn your parents. Mm-hmm. You, you should never have to mourn your children. Uh, you know, in a perfect world, and so to to see how raw both 
actors, both Richard Dean Anderson and uh, I just had Harley Harley Jane Kozak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and how again, how understated. I I can't. I I know I keep using that word, but it just so impresses me when somebody can convey so much emotion without just really going. I'm sad. I'm crying. I'm upset. Blah blah. I kept expecting her to lose her shit on on Crystal Jack mm-hmm. because you know all of a sudden we get the impression that O'Neill hasn't spoken to her since Charlie died and he just yeah. walked away and and you know there's all of this unfinished stuff. I, but again, I think this is showing us that Jack wouldn't marry just some flighty chick he you know he met at a bar. Mm-hmm. And I think while it's not really fair to the character to say that what we see in Sarah tells us a lot about Jack. Unfortunately, that's kind of the, what, why she's really there because we don't get to know her. I totally forgot that we had even met her in the show. Uh, We're learning about Jack O'Neill through her, but I, it didn't feel exploitative or, you know, like the only reason she was there was to further the plot. I thought it was a, a wonderful moment. I, I, I wish she had been more of a character, but then we wouldn't have some of the tensions that will come up later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with uh, certain other main characters, I can I can already see that it's already yeah. gonna happen. But no, it's just not. If anything, it just it's a, it's a it's a nice little punch you in the gut sort of thing, just full of emotion, knowing that this is not just a visit a new planet with every episode, which it kind of is. But at the same time, it was like you need to know a little bit more about the characters and. Okay, but like yeah, so what's yeah, then the next episode we're gonna talk about next time is one of my favorites, The Knox. The Knox, featuring a uh, a couple of guest stars that uh are, are fan favorites. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Um so folks, guess what? We have an actual seventh Chevron email address for finally. Woo-hoo! Uh it is the seventh Chevron, and that's the number seven T H so it's T-H-E-7-T-H-Chevron at gmail.com. So you can write to us directly, and we'll actually remember to check your email, and we can talk to you, talk back to you on the show. Exactly. And then we also have a Twitter account. So you know, feel free to tweet us at uh, 7th Chevron Pod, the number 7, T-H-Chevron Pod. You know, we got some, we got a couple of followers here and there, and people tweeting about us, and it's, it's great. We'd love to... Feel free to tweet, us at, tweet at us anytime. I love replying to tweets. So, because like Twitter is basically my my main medium for social media and replying. So it's, it's good times. Yeah, I keep I yeah you know, I I've mentioned before. I recently got a new computer and I'm still <sighs> Mac people shut the fuck up. I'm still in the process of you know getting all of my programs back into it and and getting it back up to speed. And one thing I keep forgetting to download is TweetDeck, so I can keep an eye on Twitter. But I'll be doing that soon. Um, also, I'll be getting us a, a 7th Chevron Facebook page someday. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> all good. Um, also, go check out Simply Syndicated, uh, you know, the, the, the network that we are part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kinds of groovy shows on there. Uh, you know, there's movies you should see, make it show. Atomic Trivia War 9000, which is a pretty spiffy little show if I do say yeah. so myself. Yeah, it's all right. But no, <laughs> oh no, yeah, tons of good stuff on SoundCloud. Um, like SoundCloud is like one of the main websites for to check all of, all of our episodes out. We definitely recommend that. And there's a subscription called um, Simply Everything. Yep. Where you can basically have access to all of the older stuff, like from all like like all the movies you should see. I believe. 
yeah, and and other other podcasts for, that they've um, hosted for many. It's, they've been going on for many many years. So yeah, definitely something to check out. Yeah, and someday if I ever get my act together, uh, there'll be old Stargate. Uh, Stargate. <laughs> Old Starbase 66 episodes up there, too. Someday, yeah. All in good time. All in good time. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out and uh, and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.